across, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Pas ça, Zinedine. Non. Oh non. Oh non, pas ça. Hello and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with my co-host, Brian Fleischer. What's up, Brian? Hey, Scott. What's happening? Oh, not much. You uh, you got anything really obscure for us to start with? I d- <laughs> it's funny you should ask, Scott. Do you want to play our favorite game? Start with the most obscure thing. Well, that's our first favorite game, and our second, our, our sub game to that game is who is the Spanish government suing now? Oh, <laughs> well, not this isn't really technically new, but a major soccer star has settled with the Spanish government in a multi-million-dollar deal. Oh, is this the Ronaldo thing? No, different. Oh, someone else. Yes, but related to Ronaldo. I'll give you one guess, two Re- guesses. Related to Ronaldo? Well, related in the sense that they... Played together? No, that they have a history together. Okay, just tell me here. Uh, Jose Mourinho. Oh, really? Yes. He has agreed to a prison term in Spain for tax fraud, Sounds but like he will not go to jail. Prison terms in Spain are the fakest thing in the world. Yeah, so in exchange for his one-year prison sentence... He just paid a fine of 182,500 euros. I feel like we've all been... That will be added to a separate fine of 2 million euros. So basically for 2.2 million euros, he doesn't have to go to jail for his year. And he gets... That's the fine for whatever tax evasion. He was accused of owing 3.3 million euros to Spanish tax authorities from his time managing Madrid. I feel like there's two things that could be happening. Mm -hmm. One... The Spanish government is notoriously corrupt, mm-hmm. uh, so that could be what's happening. Two, these teams and these players and these managers need better accountants. Well, prosecutors said he created offshore companies to manage his image rights and hide earnings from tax officials. So that's what they were charging. And I guess either he had a plea deal with them or he was found guilty or whatever, but he's not going to jail. But he was sentenced to a year in jail. How do you think Mourinho would do in a Spanish jail for you? You think he would like take like a jail yeah. team and just like yeah. make him the greatest team? In I was going to say, I think he would actually be fine. <laughs> I think that he would he would uh, rally, rally the troops together, rally the fellow uh, prisoners together into if there's no soccer available, like whatever it is, he'd be getting people whipped up, uh, and they might finish fourth in the Spanish in La Liga next year. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that he would not be able to just like quietly serve his prison sentence he would be he would be absolutely out there organizing yes people. i think that would be funny that sounds like a movie yes we with should ronaldo the, in jail the special one <laughs> special one in the slammer <laughs> hey speaking of the special one uh-huh. i uh finally convinced my wife to watch make us dream the stephen gerrard um documentary uh-huh. on amazon okay pretty good yeah pretty good um i'm not sure she loved it for a while uh, in fact, like when Liverpool was down 3-0 in the Champions League final in Istanbul, she was like, I feel like this whole thing is just sad. <laughs> and then they came back and won, and I was like, well, I mean, a lot of it's sad, but that was happy. And then it was more like a lot of sadness. Or like, 
you know, like very much his career, really good. And then like disappointing in the last minute or last second because yeah. the team isn't, you know, as good as he was or then he gets older and then he's not as good. And anyway, but it's, it's really good. Really well done. But the reason Is it a long documentary, it's hour and a half, 45 minutes, hour and 45. Yeah, it's pushing it. It's a little long. I, I like my documentaries to be 90 minutes. Um, yeah. So but the reason I bring that up after Mourinho is Mourinho is like clearly the sort of villain in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the first press conference, I play his opening press conference and my wife was like, I don't really like that guy because he's so arrogant and so, <laughs> you know, in love with his, his own genius. But um, they they spend a lot of time on when Gerard almost goes to Chelsea. And mm-hmm. that was really interesting when he basically, it's reported he is going to Chelsea. Yeah. And then the, everyone is ticked and he has this conversation with his dad and his dad basically says, you can go there and win trophies and that's fine. And if that's what you want to do, but you'll they'll never love you like you're loved here because mm-hmm. this is who you are. Yeah. Like you are a scouser. They are scousers. You're one of them. And that can never happen anywhere else. And he said that conversation kind of changed his mind, and that's why he decided to stay. But interesting, it's really interesting because that was that off season was when I started to pay a little. No, 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 sorry, it was the next off season when I started to pay attention yeah. to, to to Premier League uh, and to Liverpool. So it had it was being talked about in the past mm-hmm. by 2006. Yeah, but it was the 2005 off season right after they won the Champions League, like a month and a half. Um, so I never like seen or gotten into all of that where where all that came from i knew yeah. that there was a time where he almost left and that he had decided not to but yeah. i didn't i'd never really seen all that it was really interesting cool you you would enjoy it because it's a lot of chelsea doing really well awesome i'll have to watch that what's it called again uh make a stream make on a stream amazon prime so speaking of movies you had your big premiere of your soccer movie Yes. Your footy movie. Yes. And it is a short documentary. It's so, which I would like more. Yeah. It's uh, 24, 25 minutes. See, that's a little too short. I wanted at least an hour, no longer than an hour and a half. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> I ran out of room on my computer. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it went really well. We yeah. had like 45 people there. In a real movie theater in a, Dallas, a Texas, right? Movie, the theater where Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested. Of course, Lee Harvey Oswald, known for killing Kennedy. President, um, President Kennedy, Kennedy. Sir. What, what what other Kennedy would he have killed? I don't know. I mean, Robert, we have many international that was listeners. Sirhan Sirhan. Are we still Robert really Kennedy. big in Croatia? Uh, you know, I think our Croatian uh, audiences tailed off as we stopped talking about Mario Mandzukic, which we could start again. We should start. Uh, no, but but the uh, premiere went really well, and uh, I think people really liked the, the film. Awesome. And we're going to go to Sundance. You are not. Tribeca. You are not. You need to make this available. On, on the YouTube so See, we can stream yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I'm going to do that because it does have copyrighted music and I don't have permission to put that anywhere. So we'll figure that out one day. Maybe when I pay Billy Ray Cyrus his due. Um, the wh- One guy said that it should go to uh, Cane's. Okay. And I thought like, he meant like raising Cane's and I was like, yeah, that would make sense. And then I realized he meant Con. con. But I didn't re- like. I had no clue what he was talking about. He, he was like, "Yeah, is it going to go to Canes next?" And I was like, "Uh huh." We're going to show it at Canes yes, we'll Chicken show Fingers, it at a local raisin Canes. That actually would make more sense. <laughs> that would actually go really uh, well. That's funny. Yes. So um, I didn't want. I don't want to go any further without mentioning this. Uh, a little bit of a somber note. Definitely a somber note. But um, a very important figure in U.S. youth soccer and North Texas youth soccer. It's passed away. Her name was Jimmy Wofford. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I no, didn't know anything about her, but sh- she was the mom of a neighbor of mine. Okay. Uh, and he told me all about her. Like one day he found out I like soccer. told me, yeah. oh, my mom is so important. She's in the US youth, US youth Soccer Hall of Fame, blah, huh. blah, blah. And I was like, okay. you know. And I looked her up and he was absolutely right. And, and she passed away this week. I want to give her a due. So uh, she and her husband, Clifton, uh-huh. um, were very instrumental in US, US youth soccer in the 70s. Um, she uh, gets a lot of credit for the women's game being played in the same manner as the men's game. Basically, I guess back in the day, they were trying to make rules different for women. Yeah. And she said, no, 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 it needs to be separate, but equal. Like uh-huh. The rules need to be the same. And she really pushed for that. She was the first director of, let's see, where did it go? First women's commissioner for U.S. soccer. Okay. Um, and she helped kind of set the bylaws for lots of youth soccer and a lot of youth soccer in the area. Awesome. So your children benefit from her and, they and her do. husband's work um, to this day. So we wanted to shout out to Jimmy Wofford and the family um, who made a major impact on the game. Yep. Not a name that many people will know, but nope. there's all kinds of people like that throughout sports in America and everywhere that that set the template for everyone else. So yeah. shout out to Jimmy Wofford and the family. All righty. Wanted to say that. Moving on to what we're going to talk about today. What are we going to talk about today, Scott? Champions League returns finally. It's been too long. They take this long break. You get really into it for the uh, group stages, and then it all happens. It's all exciting, and you, oh, I'm going to take like three months off. Yeah, this is uh, next Tuesday, right? Yeah, and then you get you get uh, used to like I always forget who's playing who. I even forget that Liverpool's playing <laughs> Bayern because it's so long. And then who's Chelsea like, playing? I forgot who Chelsea was oh, playing. Oh, uh, sir, they, they are, are in Europa. Oh, they, sorry. The first game is going to be on Tuesday, the twelfth. Roma versus Porto. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hey, listen, that's fine. But the better game at that time, of course, Manchester United PSG. That will be a, a good good. So what's interesting is. When this matchup came out, you said, well, PSG should roll Manchester United. But in the ensuing three months... I don't think it's been three months, I think it's been since, like, November. In the ensuing several months, Okay, Manchester United has become the hottest team in the world. They are. And PSG has lost Neymar. Mm -hmm. And they are kind of reeling. They didn't do much in the transfer window. It's... uh, This... I would say favors Manchester United now, which I never would have thought two months ago. No, absolutely not. But they seem to have found their groove. Yeah, they're I mean, playing much better. Have they lost yet? I, th- I, think I don't they had think a I think disappointing that it, draw. Yeah, but, but that's not a loss. They're, no, they're, no, they they're like lose. seven or eight in a row games in a row without, with, a, without a loss. Yeah, so they are a team getting hot at the right time. You know, you mm. talk about. Uh, other sports though you know you want to peak heading into the playoffs or you know stuff like that and and this is a team that has uh really found new life under their new manager yes and are and are playing well yeah did you see neymar cry at his birthday party no he, did he get tackled no was he faking he might have been but he said what all he wants for his birthday is a new metatarsal really that's, That's not said. a bit. You're not doing a bit. I promise you, you can watch the video. He's crying. And Did he, he said, say this in English or in Portuguese? In Portuguese. And huh. he's crying and he's like, I just want to get on the field and play football. That's the one thing I love to do. It's actually really sad. Yeah. So why are you like, making fun of it? I didn't make fun of it. I was saying, Did you see it? 
I mean, it's a little much. He's only out for like he's out for a little bit, but it's not like he's not like his, his, his career is over. His leg. He just had a broken foot. Eh, well, you know, perspective. Yes. The uh, Wednesday games, Ajax versus Real Madrid. Another one where I don't really. I mean, obviously Real Madrid is Real Madrid. Yeah. But they haven't had a great season. No. Ajax lost their best player, or did he? Frankie De Jong is he, he already on? I don't know if that is going. Is if he Sunday? move after, is it like a? Is it like Let's a? Let's just uh, keep asking the question. Pulisic in, in very slowly until you look it up on Wikipedia. Um, yeah, I think that. Or did he already leave? He's going to Barcelona, right? Yes, he's going to Barcelona. I think I want to say I saw a picture of him end of there. season on a five year contract. So oh, he will be of, playing for. Ajax. Okay, there you go. So there we go. We're really prepared. Ajax, Real Madrid. Real Madrid's obviously favored, but Ajax is a really good team with a lot of young players. It's it's not going to be a walk in the park. Uh, the again the more intriguing matchup that day, Tottenham, Dortmund. Don't yawn. I'm not yawning. You almost did. I almost did, but I'm not. Almost I fought it you. off. Tottenham Dortmund. That's actually a very intriguing matchup. You have Dortmund, who is leading the Bundesliga mm-hmm. uh, with Christian Pulisic, as we know. But uh, the more exciting player, I guess, is Jaden Sancho. Mm-hmm. Is that how we're saying? Yes, that's how we're going. That's what we're going with the, the Englishman, the young yes, Englishman. Yes, very interesting, very exciting team. Tottenham can be a very exciting team. Uh, you know, they haven't bought a player in a year, uh-huh. which is weird, but they have good players on their team, so that's going to be a very exciting matchup. Uh, then, so like, it's really weird. So like Liverpool Bayern isn't until the next week, the 19th, the 19th. That's the, yeah. Tuesday, February 19th, Liverpool Bayern, super exciting matchup. I would think for, um, all fans because two you know, highly talented attack minded teams. Uh, then we have Leon Barcelona also on that day, Yeah, which is a nice game, but Barcelona should win. Uh, then you have Atletico Juventus, which I think will not be entertaining because Atletico is not an entertaining team to watch. Uh, but two highly talented teams, mm-hmm. maybe technically gifted, but uh, Atletico is typically a team that tries to win 1-0 on like a penalty or something. Yeah. And Juventus can be like that, but with Ronaldo and, you know, maybe there's a little more intrigue there. Schalke Manchester City is also that day. Weston McKinney. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, yeah Weston McKinney, but now you've got the English Premier League leading Manchester City after their 2 0 defeat yesterday. Or 2 will 2 0 win, win with a game in hand. Okay, and here we go. Here we go. I mean, that's I'm, you're just not presenting the full story. They have a game in hand and they're only leading on goal differential. So, yes, if Liverpool lose their next game, then Manchester City would really be at the top of the table. Um, that game was a little boring yesterday. Oh my gosh, Everton benched their best players and still had it nil nil after forty five minutes yeah. and one nil after ninety minutes, but they gave up goals in uh, in uh, stoppage time. Yes. of the first and second halves. Got to play the full ninety. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah, it was not. It it actually put me to sleep. Uh, as we were talking, I was off yesterday, so I got to sit down and watch this match and. I made it through. I fell asleep right before the first city goal, and that woke me up. This TV screaming about that, and La then uh, you know what? I fell asleep for the second half, and I stayed asleep. You didn't miss much. The goal was 
pretty garbage time. Just uh, Everton finally trying to attack. Oh, you know what? I did see that. I woke up after it, and the, and they were doing the the uh, this. They were in the studio, and I did see the. It kind of a chip, and then Pickford yeah, went the running back, and, it, then and then he, he went like, then he went scrambling back, and then he got headed yeah. in. And mm-hmm. it is interesting, nil. though. So Liverpool has not played well um, in really 2019, mm-hmm. but Manchester City has dropped more points in the last ten games because oh they have gosh. losses. But Manchester City has the better goal differential, and so if Liverpool loses one game, they're you know, Manchester City has the has the lead because it's all about blowing people out. Don't count Chelsea out. Twelve I points back. And counting Chelsea. Okay. Out. Hey, they had a big five nil win on the week over the weekend. Don't they play Manchester City next? Uh who do they have next? I believe. Is it? Yeah. Yes, it is. It mm. is. Because so, there were some people these people are wrong, but we're saying that um, Chelsea should just lay down for City because they're not going to win. Chelsea has no chance to win, but City winning would uh, just to to stop Liverpool from winning. The same thing that the Everton fans were being asked. You know, everyone everyone is against Liverpool winning the league. That is that is seems to be a, a common thread. Is it kind of like when the Red Sox were about to win and yeah, you like and <laughs> I think you want to so. just keep it going. Yeah, I think so. I think that that there's definitely. Uh, part of that, they feel like if Liverpool fans get a title, they'll be unbearable or something. Yeah. Uh, I would say that maybe if Tottenham was on the verge of winning one, there would be a little bit less of that feeling, but there would certainly be a feeling mm-hmm. from Arsenal and Chelsea fans of, of like, course. okay, we'd rather lose to whoever than let yes. Tottenham win. Yeah, but you but Liverpool's like that with the whole country. It yeah, seems like no, those no. those Chelsea fans are wrong. You always want to win. Yeah, and especially because Chelsea is only two points ahead of Manchester United. Mm -hmm. And that last Champions League spot, which, you know, it stinks this year not being in the Champions League. Yeah, and and I remember at one point we were laughing at Manchester United for being negative on goal differential or Mm -hmm. one on goal differential. They're now at 14, which is only six behind Chelsea, and they're blowing people out when they get the chance. Yeah. So, yeah, Chelsea needs to keep winning. Everton yesterday against Manchester City, they have nothing to play for. They're not going to get relegated. They're not going to get in a Europa League spot. In that weird so, spot, yeah. So that made a little more sense of saying, ah, we should just lose. But Chelsea fans, that's ridiculous because you want your team in the Champions League. So if, you know, let the chips fall where they may, but you would want your t- team to win. Yeah. Um, and I would want your team to win. But I think Chelsea is poised to be the absolute spoiler because they play obviously Manchester City next, but they play Liverpool in April. Um, and they're, you know, probably the most talented team that doesn't have a chance of winning the uh, title. I guess Manchester United as well. Yeah. Um, but those teams could be anybody at any moment. Um, and they have, you know, the, the two league leaders left on their schedule. So Chelsea has a chance to really be a spoiler. And it's terrifying. Uh, other quick hit news. LA Galaxy unveiling a David Beckham statue. How do we feel about that? I mean, I, I mean, he was the first real big designated player, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, mer- it's called the Beckham Rule. Yeah. So, I guess I see that he was a he was he a huge deal. The yeah, he was a huge deal. You know, and and did well in the league, right? Yeah. I, I think mean, I got. I went out and bought tickets to go see him when he came to it FC changed Dallas. The, it changed the profile. Yeah. 
I think I think that's the thing that could be said no matter what about him. It changed the profile of the league. It just feels a little weird having a statue, especially because he's the owner of another team now. Yeah, that and is. I guess a little... the, the Rangers have a statue of Nolan Ryan. <laughs> True, and and FC Dallas has a have a Lamar Hunt statue that they scarf before the game. They put the FC Dallas scarf. But he's still their owner. Well, he's. I mean, the family. Is yes, still the their family owner. is still Obviously, the owner. Obviously, he's not still there. Yes, but yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I guess I'm okay with it. Statues, statues are a big deal in soccer. They, they like the statue. They like the statue. You get Peter Osgood at the bridge. Is there a statue at Liverpool? Uh, Does um, Shankly has one. He's the only one. What's his name? Doesn't have one. Uh, uh, former manager. Paisley. No. Dalgleish. Yes. Uh, I don't think so. There's Can you have multiple stand. statue. Can you have like the Monument Park like they do it? Like, oh, you. Like I was gonna say the Yankees, but okay, oh yeah. Heisman Park. Is it? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're missing two because they won two two straight Heisman trophies. Oh, brother. It takes a long time to make a statue apparently. Apparently. Anyway, this has been Oklahoma Heisman Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um yes, so you said you might have some I do. We can H T for us. We could we could wrap up today's quick hitty podcast with some hobby talk. Who H T yeah, HT. This is HT Corner. Who is we're gonna play quiz? Which American has made the biggest impact on the world stage in the last few months? He recently moved from one Donald le- Trump or do you know like soccer? soccer? Oh, sorry. He moved from the MLS to a league in Europe. Miguel Almiron. No. US midfielder, young player now in the Bundesliga. Weston McKinney. No. Tyler Adams. Okay. <laughs> Tyler Adams move, making the move from uh, New York Red Bulls to uh, RB Leipzig. Leipzig yeah. And uh, made his debut know, a few weeks ago and has, has since made a couple other appearances. And by... All accounts by some. Okay, so there's two sides Did to you this. Say by all accounts by some people. Well, yeah. Well, this. Well, that's why so, I started. By all accounts by like the U.S. media, there was like, you know, whatever. How old is he? 18, 19 now. Nineteen year old Tyler Adams playing like a seasoned veteran in his first Bundesliga matches and blah 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 and controlling the game and does not show his age and he's fantastic and he's amazing, and then you've got the like the English media and like some of the English speaking European media saying like, look at all these silly Americans falling all over themselves to like praise Tyler Adams. Like he's been fine. Like he's okay. But so there's two sides to it, but we're going to go with the one. Like he was the greatest thing the truth ever. Is probably somewhere in the middle. Probably that he's hanging in the Bundesliga as a 19 year old, which is very impressive. New York Red Bulls Academy product. Um, has a few caps already for the U.S. Nine caps and a goal for the U.S. national team. Midfielder of the future. Very talented player. So let's talk about his hobby presence. Does he have cards? You ask? You didn't Does really he ask. Have cards? Your eyes were asking that question. Does he have cards? <laughs> he does, Scott. He has only 10 cards in the database as of right now. I'm sure he'll have more. Uh, Tops has the Bundesliga license, so he will have more here um, soon now that he's playing there. But... He's got uh, cards in 2018 Stadium Club MLS. 
He's got a base card and one, two, three, four parallels. And he's in the regular Tops 2018 MLS set um, in the 24 under 24 subset, which highlighted 24 players under the age of 24 who were stars in the league. And he's got one, two, three, four parallels in that set. So we, we always talk about that there's a lot of bargains in, in soccer. And with only 10 cards, his his MLS card is... Only a $2 card. Stadium club is about the same. You can find them pretty, pretty cheap. I'm going to whisper so that people don't all run out and get them all at the same time. But on the Beckett Marketplace, there are like $0.75 cents for some of these cards. How many are you going to get? Well, he, there were four copies of his MLS card, and then there or his Stadium Club MLS card, and only one of his regular Tops MLS card. Right. I don't want to buy them all, so there's only five there. But it might be. We generally don't give out investment advice when it comes to cards. But at two bucks a pop. Don't take this as investment advice. Don't take this as investment advice, but a dollar a pop for his first cards. If he turns. A guy that we hope could be a superstar. Yeah. No, cards like that, there's plenty of them available. There's not, they're not super rare. So, and of course, his autographs will sell for more when he does finally have autograph or jersey cards. But people like. The first card, the rookie card, if you will, I mean, and at a dollar, two dollars, seventy-five cents for Tyler Adams, you take a chance. Look at that. what that uh, was it an Mbappe sticker? Oh yeah, that was. I was like, I forget you what it was. Got for like two dollars? No, five, it wasn't it was two dollars. I was like $5. turning my nose up at like thirty dollars for the sticker, and then middle of the World Cup, it was like one hundred and fifty dollars or something right. like that. So, um, so you, you live know. and learn. It's not going to be as rare as that one, any of these, but um, and he probably won't be as good as Mbappe, but. That's Scott Bedgood, folks, stepping out, <laughs> going out on that limb. Really risking it. Really risking it all by saying that Tyler Adams is not going to be Mbappe. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so you know what? He only he doesn't have a lot of cards. He will start to have more cards. And uh, the U.S. finally, in their next round of games against Ecuador and Chile, they are going to have uh, a full use of the world because it is a FIFA-sanctioned International, international date break, yeah. so these past two games that the u.s played they were mainly mls players so he should get the call barring injury of course uh to play behind the new leader it'd be nice to watch the team with all of their players with the new coach just to see, see. what it's like and hopefully the, pulisic plays we got the copa de oro this summer mm-hmm. the gold cup for oh, our english for, for those for those not spanish speaking yes um so you know, you would think that he would be, uh, he would be on that a key that. piece of that. Yes, and you got to think that new manager, World Cup coming off the disappointment of not making the World Cup, the U.S. need to go out and win that tournament. Is it the World Cup? Of course not. Is it a big deal? Okay, it's a big deal for I think it's U.S. A big soccer. Deal. I think it's a big deal, especially with a young team. Yeah, uh, it's a big deal psychologically, and it's good big deal for to to hopefully try and get these fans back on board because right. many fans seem to be distancing from the USMNT, not paying high, you know, $60, 70 $80 to go see them play Costa Rica. Yeah, friendlies is tough. Yeah. Uh, I was reading an article in The Athletic today about Brendan Aronson or uh, Aronson from uh-huh. Philadelphia Union, 18-year-old. Uh, it's pretty interesting because it talks about really trying to develop that number 10 Mm-hmm. For the U.S., yeah, um, an American style number ten. Uh, Pulisic 
kind of, but more of a winger. But yeah. Anyway, it, it, it's interesting about his development. Uh, he talks about studying Luka Modric and Frankie de Jong. And he's saying, like, it seems like the European number 10s are not afraid to make mistakes. Like, they make bad passes, but one of those passes works a game or two yeah. or whatever. Uh, but he feels like maybe in the American game, there's a little more pressure on not making the bad pass as opposed to trying to make the brilliant pass. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, it's an interesting story um, just about the U.S., just the total development of all these young guys and trying to find the right sort of balance between um, talent and athleticism and style. And it's an interesting time in U.S. soccer. Awesome. Send me your login. I'll read it. I will not do that. Oh, fax it to me then. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank <Okay>. you. <laughs> uh, yes, this is this has been bend it like Beckett. Did you like that? I don't know. What I did. Said. That was good. Just had a stroke or something. Um, we will be back next week. The Champions League games will have happened. The first four. Yes. Those are exciting. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about those. Them. And um, we'll talk about um, your favorite. We'll talk about Chelsea Berlin Man City. Sticker of all time. And Chelsea Man City. Yeah, that's what we'll talk about. Chelsea Man City. As opposed to my favorite Merlin sticker of all time. Well, I just thought I could put you on the spot. You are a hobby expert. I am. All right. Well, I'm not going to say until then because. I'll be Scott Bedgood even after then. And I will always be Brian Fleischer. Okay, so until then, I'm Scott Bedgood, but I will continue to be Scott Bedgood. And I'm Brian Fleischer. And you'll continue to be that. Hit it, boys! Hit it, boys!